What's up, guys? It's June 12, 2019. This is the Blade Wedge T Sheet. I'm Trent Pizzetti. I'm here with my good friend Alex Checo. How you doing, man? Yeah, we out. Bruins lost. I'm happy. Played some golf this week. Everything is uh, everything's going well, man. Yeah, instant reaction on the Bruins. What do you think of the game? I think they just didn't show up. Yeah. And St. Louis plays really well on the road. Yeah. Honestly, this uh, the series, I kind of think that St. Louis might be the better team. They skated better. They hit better. Um, they definitely caught a couple breaks, but they, they definitely played well. Yeah, and I, I was shocked. I mean, I can't believe they came out and won 4-0. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, Bruins um, got a late goal to make it 4-1, but doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So, crazy game. We just got done watching that. We're hyped, though, because end of NHL. We got uh, U.S. Open tomorrow. Absolutely huge week with it being at Pebble. Um, just an iconic course combined with a major. Always makes an awesome time. Um, so let's get started there. We're at Pebble this week. What do you think about it? My thoughts are the two best courses for a U.S. Open and a British Open are Pebble Beach and St. Andrews. Yep. Um, that's just every player's dream is to go and win a major at one of those two courses. Justin Thomas was saying, um, you know, this is his first U.S. Open at Pebble, um, and he's even more excited for his first British Open at uh, St. Andrews. So there's some little bit of extra hype around it. Um, you know, it, it's going to be an awesome week. Players are super fired up. Course looks to be in good shape. Um, hopefully the USGA didn't screw it up this year. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I totally agree. I was thinking about that this week. I was thinking if the US Open was going to be at one course every year, kind of like Augusta, you probably choose Pebble. Like that's probably the iconic event on the West Coast. Like it definitely makes sense um, if they were to switch to that kind of strategy. Um, super excited about everything I've seen this week has seen, like, the course is just in absolutely gorgeous shape. Um, definitely excited to see it tomorrow morning and, and really see how the players are playing it um, because you really never know with the USGA course uh, before the players get out there in a competitive round, you know, kind of what the final score is going to look like or really where the, where the good players are going to be shooting. Um, so super excited about that. But overall, everything I've seen has been pretty positive. Yeah, I agree. I think overall the reaction's been good. Um, I know uh, previous uh, U.S. Opens, you kind of hear some of the players chirping early on mm -hmm. um, and haven't really seen that happen much. Um, yeah, I know DJ... See, right? like, you don't want the players in, US, in USGA to be like quarreling. It's not, it's not good for the game, but I understand where both sides have come from in the past, but it's really just good to see. Hopefully they put out there a good golf course that the players like. Definitely, yeah, for sure. And, you know, what you've kind of seen in the past, though, is the USGA has kind of gone out there and found a course that hasn't hosted too many events in the past and kind of made it their own. Pebble, I really just don't know how much you can do to Pebble or how much you could screw it up. I don't know if that's like the right way to phrase it, but it just seems like kind of a course that's been proven over the time that to be a, just an unbelievable venue. Yeah, and I think it's hosted a lot of U.S. Opens, too, mm -hmm. um, in the past. So they kind of have a playbook for how to set it up. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I think that's a huge advantage when you look at uh, USGA coming into a golf course is how has it played in the past? 
how have players done. Um, I know the one year Tiger won by like 15 strokes. He was like the only player under par. So usually we'll see, you know, and, and I think he ended up being like 15 or 16 under par, just playing ridiculously good golf. Um, but you know, usually we like to see it float around like anywhere from five under to, um, Five over is kind of like the the range of the seventy players that make the cut come Saturday and Sunday. Definitely, and we'll we'll get into uh, final score predictions later. But for now, let's move into uh, the Barstool guys. Obviously, they made a huge splash. Um, you know, honestly, just like the last year, making good friends with Kisner and then kind of parlaying that success into good friends with Tiger, JT. Really, just honestly becoming the dominant media player in the golf world. It's been really good to see to kind of have golf move into the mainstream. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Riggs. I think he does a great job and honestly is just a good advocate of the game. But they've made a huge splash this week. Tiger came over to them while he was on the practice green. And it's been really cool to see. But what are your big, what are your big takeaways of, of their impact on just the media in general this week? I think what's awesome about them and what we've ever seen is they do it so casually. You know, they're kind of just hanging out on the putting green and guys are just messing around, practicing um, in in more of a relaxed setting, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pre-major championship. And you're getting to see what their thoughts are on the golf course, how they're feeling, um, up close and personal. It's not like, uh, you know, it's so much different than them being in, uh, the players being in the press room for their, their media time. It's, it's awesome. It's such good content. Um, and I wish this was something that we see more out of like the golf channel starting to do, but, you know, unfortunately they don't do it that way. And, and rigs and, Trent and Frankie are so good at being able to capture like awesome moments like that. Totally agree. And honestly, you and I have talked about this in the past, but it's kind of why we started this podcast and Blade of Wedge in general is we just agree that what Barstool and Riggs are doing is kind of like the way of the future. Um, we started this before they've gotten that big, but just that kind of content is, is what we think is, is going to make golf, you know, really followed and bring out the personalities of the specific golfers. And we don't really, we're kind of sick of the answers of just put them in the press box or put them in the press room and just, you know, Hey, the golf course is good. Everyone's going to try to win. Like we're sick of the tailored answers. Let's bring out these guys' personalities. Like they're awesome humans. You know, when you watch rigs and these guys, it really feels like you're at your own country club and these guys are just kind of messing around. Yeah, they're just normal down to down to earth dudes who are just going out and you know messing around, especially on their practice rounds. They're all playing games. They're all in a relaxed setting, and you know even watching them follow the guys in the practice round and 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 seeing some of that is is cool and gives the everyday you know golfer that behind the scenes look. Hundred percent. And, you know, going forward, like, obviously, we hope that golf kind of becomes – or golf coverage kind of becomes more and more of that. And I think it will. I think it will. I think people are going to see the success that they've had and really copy it and try to continue to do that. So we're both very excited about that. We both support Riggs and and those guys a lot. So we're excited about that. Um, Time to move into the actual tournament. We're going to talk about three golfers today, pick winners and pick final score. 
we're going to give the quick rundown. So let's start out with Rory. Obviously coming off the Canadian Open win. He's 10-1 to odds to win this week. Um, played electric golf last week, especially on Sunday. What are your expectations for him during uh, the U.S. Open? I don't think he's going to play that well. Uh, I think he's notorious for not being able to follow up good rounds of golf, uh, especially in major championships. Um, just something about uh, the you know, being, being the U.S. Open, being at Pobble Beach, I can just see him coming out flat this week, mm-hmm. especially after you know shooting, um, playing so well last Sunday. Um, I could be wrong, but I just that's my honest opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he's obviously got the game to tear up this course, but I, I look for his putter maybe to let him down a little bit. Um, I think obviously small greens at Pebble. Um, if you're not hitting the greens, then you're then you know you're really gonna be struggling. But if Rory Rory's not hitting the greens, or if he's leaving himself some a little bit of tougher pots, if he doesn't have his A game, like that's when you really see him struggling, and missing those 10, 15 footers for par uh, or for birdie. So I kind of see the putter letting him down this week. But I mean. I understand why his odds are so high. He put on an electric performance that week or last week, so we'll see what happens. Um, next up, we have Brooks, eight to one to win this week. Obviously, just playing phenomenal golf in majors. Nothing more needs to be said about his performance in majors and, and U.S. Opens in general. But you know, he he kind of came out with the, the being slighted again about not being included in the U.S. Open ad. Um, I feel like he gets fueled by that kind of stuff. Um, I can't see him not playing well this week, but how, how do you feel he'll play this week? Yeah, his comment about uh, not being in the ad was hilarious. He was like, uh, someone probably got fired, mm-hmm. which is so true. Like, How do you not include the former U.S. Open champ in the U.S. Open ad? Like, That's ridiculous. It's not like he won that out of the blue and never won anything again. The guy's tearing it up. Yeah, like I, the, it blows my mind that it, he was left out of that ad. Um, he 100% should be the face of uh, every major championship because he's that good in the majors. Big-time player, 100% going to play well this week. Would be absolutely shocked if he comes out and you know you know misses the cut or or isn't around the uh, you know, top of the leaderboard coming out of the weekend. Um, you know, this course sets up for him, you know, in so many different ways. Um, you know, not much, not much, not much else to say in you know his performance this week. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: even if he doesn't have his A game, the guy's gonna get it around the course. He's gonna get yeah. it around. He's gonna make pars when he needs to. He's gonna make a bogey when it should be a double, and he's gonna make some putts that that get him in there. He's gonna make the cut. He's gonna be there on Sunday. That's all we need to say about Brooks this week. Um, and if he's there on Sunday, watch out for him. Um, so after that, let's move on to, uh, obviously, we'd be doing uh, this podcast wrong if we didn't talk about Tiger. He's 10-1, to 1, obviously, coming off his Masters win, his PGA Championship um, disappointment. I think that's a fair way to, to put that. So, uh, you know, he's back this week. He played a tournament, um, I think, two weeks ago. He was at the Memorial. So... He's got some practice in. He, he had a really good round on Sunday there. So it feels like he's in pretty good form. Personally, I don't really know what to expect from him this week. I, I think he's going to play well. But, you know, I, I really just never know where he's, his game is and where he's coming from. 
Um, do you have any feeling on what he's what he's going to do this week? The one thing I noticed this week, just from watching, uh, like, you know, live from the U.S. Open, uh, and, and they're just showing him on the range. He's been kind of grinding this week. He's been playing a lot. True. Um, I know he played. He he, he got Sunday, in Monday, Wednesday, which is insane. Yeah, he he went out with Kisner, uh, Spieth, JT today, and I think they played nine holes. Um, but the previous two days, you know, the, on, uh, I guess it was Monday, he spent like two or three hours on the putting green. Um, he's been hitting a bunch of balls, um, really grinding it out. So mm-hmm. I think he and might be working on some things. I hope he's... Like, if you guys don't know, usually Tiger flies in, you know, a week early, a week or two early, and really puts his work in then. So this is pretty rare to see him do that. Sorry to cut you off there, Chago. No, you're fine. Uh, I... I'm the same way as you. Uh, you never really see like, how he's going to, uh, you know, come out and play until that Thursday, um, until he shows up to the first day. But um, obviously, he's a beast. He looks great this week. You know, you don't really see any. I don't see any fatigue in body language. Um, so he's probably gonna come out and rip it up. Yep, definitely agree. I think we look for two things with Tiger Woods this week. Number one, can he avoid the huge number? We've seen in the past where he gets that double or he makes those two, three bogeys in a row that really take him out of a round and really hurt him early. So watch for that. And then also watch early on Thursday for his putter. If he's really making those 10-footers for par, um, that's really where you see Tiger starting to put some momentum together. Um, I'm going to throw one more name in there. Talk about Phil Miggleson this week. He won the AT&T Pro-Am early at Pebble Beach earlier this year. Um, he's been messing around with a couple drivers in this bag. Um, I can see him actually playing pretty well this week. This feels like a, uh, a week where Phil could maybe put things together. I don't think it's going to happen, but if there was a, a chance for him to win another major, this would be a very good chance for him to do it. Um, what, how do you feel he'll play this week? So he did this two drivers thing at um, two drivers strategy at um, one of the PGA championships back in the day. I remember he's done it before, and I think it backfired on him because he he developed like a double uh, like a two way miss. Like the one driver he was hitting it way left, and the other driver he was hitting it way right. So. Uh, I don't know if I trust the strategy. He played with it a little bit at the Memorial. Um, however, he's been at Pebble for, I think he showed up um, like last week. He was at Jim Nance's house. He had that hole in one there. That's some good juju going into the week, making an ace in Nance's backyard um, and then coming out. One thing I will say about Phil is, you know, best short game on tour. So, you know, what's better places like short game than the U.S. Open? Uh, you know, it's probably the best major to have that type of skill set. Um, and you know, Pebble Beach isn't a super long golf course. It's playing like 7,000 yards. So he's going to be able to get around. He's going to be able to, you know, have some short irons into these holes and, uh, you know, attack some flags and, and make some birdies. So, you know, I, I definitely like Phil's odds here. Definitely. 
and you guys can tweet at me if I'm wrong about this, but there's no shot Philly comes out with two drivers tomorrow. I'm going on record with that. I, I think he comes out with one. I think he's got an extra wedge in the bag um, or maybe an extra hybrid, three-wood, kind of that kind of type of club. I don't think he's coming out with with two drivers tomorrow. He knows better than that, especially after he won earlier this year with, that, with only one driver. So I, that's my prediction. Um, let me know if I'm wrong, but uh, that's what I'm going for. Now it's, uh, it's this time of the show where we pick winners. Um, big time. Checo's been pretty hot on this. I've been pretty cold. So uh, who, who are you picking this week, Check? I'm going with Xander Shoffley. Oh, uh, guys, I guys, love that. I love that. He's a stud. Um, good short game. Hits, hits fairways, which is the most important thing. Um, and he's sneaky long, too. So he's going to... He's going to be able to piece it together this this week. I almost wanted to take him at the PGA, but I didn't um, because I thought his game was similar to Beth Page, which also is hosted the U.S. Open. So, you know, going out to to Pebble Beach, you know, I, I definitely see him playing well this week. No question. Great pick, especially after he really showed at the Masters that he can be a competitor in the majors. So, love that pick. Um, for my pick this week, I kind of had a battle. I, I was really thinking, I was really trying to decide between Justin uh, Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I think that they're both really going to have good weeks. I think their their games fit the course, but I'm going with Justin Thomas this week. He's 30-1. to 1. I think no one's talking about him. He's coming off an injury. I believe, personally, he's healthy. He played in the Memorial. He played solidly there. He really, I feel like... He developed confidence in that his injury is gone. I really look for him to absolutely blast the driver this week and then uh, hit wedges and, and make putts. So I'm looking at Justin Thomas this week. I'm going to sprinkle a little money on him, 30-1, to 1, and I think he uh, he's actually a great bet, and I think he's going to win the tournament. So super excited about that. Um, do you have a uh, final score or winner score prediction, Jack? Yeah, I bet. I think minus five is going to win it. Really? Yeah, I think some people go under. I think it's not going to rain this weekend um, or this week. Uh, I can see definitely being some wind, um, but I think we'll see some guys go low. I think it's not that long of a golf course. Guys will be able to hit some you know big drives, have some wedges into some holes, um, and we'll see a few people go um, under par a couple rounds this weekend. Totally agree. I'm actually gonna up you. I'm going minus eight. Uh, we saw fog today. Everything's been absolutely it, it been very damp. I mean, these are small greens, so if they're even wet a little bit, like they're more receptive to the golf ball. So I think these guys are gonna be hitting the ball long. Like you said, it's not that long of a golf course. They're gonna be bombing down the fairway, and if these greens have any bit of moisture, they're gonna be hitting on there. And you know, when you have looks for birdie, people are gonna make some. So I'm going minus eight overall. Super excited about the tournament. Obviously, uh, it's tournament eve. Feels like Christmas Eve right now. But uh, we'll be super excited to be covering it all weekend. And if you guys have any thoughts or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Bladed Wedge. So hit us up, and, and we'll be covering it the whole weekend. Any last thoughts before we sign off, Jack? Yeah, I have a last thought. It's kind of weird that we're already, you know, come Sunday, going to be three majors down. And it's, it's only June. June. That kind of sucks. It's crazy, man. So, obviously, as you guys know, they redid the tour schedule this year. So, this is, uh, you know, the U.S. Open's the third major of the year. It's going to be 
what is it going to be like June 14th? We're going to be done with three out of four majors. British is early July. They're trying to put more emphasis on the FedEx Cup, um, which, you know, we've been interested in in the past. There's obviously big prizes, but just doesn't carry the weight that the majors do. So it would be interesting to see how the players approach the FedEx Cup. Hopefully it has increased importance. But, uh, yeah, man, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely weird. Yeah, and we don't – I mean, I love – I love the British, but I also loved having the PGA being late August. Uh-huh. It was kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, just have, like being able to look forward to that. So once the British is over, it's kind of like – and the golf season is done like the end of August. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so bizarre come like September. You know, I mean, obviously more time to watch NFL um, and college football, but still, it's going to be a big change, something to get used to. 100% something to get used to, and uh, as you guys go through it, we'll be going through it too, covering it on the podcast, so make sure to tune in. Again, I'm Trey Buzzetti. I'm here with Alex Checo. Uh, make sure to tune in every uh, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning. We'll be doing recaps on Tuesday and then previews on Thursday, so super glad you guys were able to hang around and listen to our preview, um, and we will be doing a recap Tuesday morning, so I uh, look forward to that. Cool. Later, guys. Yep, see you guys. Have a good one.